You can't put a price tag on God's peace. It's already been purchased for you by the only currency that could have purchased it, and that was the blood of the Lamb slapped down at the bar of God when Jesus gave His blood. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Today we're continuing the message, Three Signs of a Thankful Heart. Last time we were together, we talked about having a thankful heart. Being thankful is one of the earmarks of a person that has really been touched with God's heart. Jesus was a thankful Savior. His disciples practiced being thankful at all times. King David wrote many psalms about the power of being thankful. So let's go right to part two of the message, Three Signs of a Thankful Heart, and find out why it's so important that you and I are thankful. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us. When you're not God conscious, you begin a spiral down. And the spiral is into futile thinking, which means thinking that goes nowhere, thinking that doesn't produce anything, thinking that is a dead-end road, thinking that is really stuck in a cul-de-sac. You do not ever arrive at truth or peace when you have futile thinking. And he says... Their thoughts became futile and their hearts were spiritually darkened and it all began when they didn't thank God or give the glory due to Him as God. Folks, there is something to this thing of thanking God. We need to be thankers of God and we need to give credit. We need to acknowledge where what we have came from. The thankful person always and gladly acknowledges the source of all that he has. I just think I want to thank a minute. Can we just lift our hands and say, Jesus, thank you for all that I have, for your goodness toward me. Blessed is the Lord. I thank you, Lord God. Can we give him a hand of praise and thank him? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But then I see something else, and I've seen it through the years. A thankful person admits his limitations. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. The thankful person realizes that without the help of God and the help of other people, he or she could never have succeeded alone. In other words, the thankful person is not so proud that they see that my abilities are limited. And so God has had to help me and other people have had to help me. And so I acknowledge that and I'm going to thank God God and those that have helped me, because without them, I could never have gotten where I've gotten. That's what thankful people do. Thankful people remember to thank. They think to thank. I was thinking of Nebuchadnezzar. Here's Nebuchadnezzar. He is king over the mightiest nation on earth. Babylon has covered the earth. He is the number one most powerful man on the planet. And the Bible is so clear that God put him there. But look at what he did one day. One day, Nebuchadnezzar, he's out walking around. He's looking at everything he built, or he thinks he built. 
He's looking at everything that has been built, this incredible city of Babylon. He's out there looking at it, drinking it all in. And look at what this man says. It says, he looked out across the city of Babylon and said, by my own mighty power, I have built this majestic city to display my majestic splendor. Right about then, I feel like ducking. Because listen to the pronouns there. I, my, my, I. He said, look what I've done. And I did it all for me. Because I'm so incredible. I want everybody looking at me. And do you know that the very next verse, the very next verse, God speaks. And God says, today the kingdom is taken away from you until you learn to give glory to God. Whoa. You know what happened to him? You know what happened to him? He went crazy. He went insane, and he began crawling around on all fours. It says his fingernails grew out like bird claws. His hair became matted and long, and he walked around, are you ready, eating grass like an animal, And then the Bible says, and he was that way for quite some time. I don't know who ran the kingdom while he was like this, but he was like this for a while. And I mean, over a year, some long period of time. And then it says, when his reason returned to him, it returned because he gave the glory to God. And he came back to his senses. So can we say that it is sort of a a type of insanity when God has blessed you and you fail to thank Him. Because it doesn't make sense. Here God gives you all these things. And yet you don't even look up and say, Lord, you're my source. I acknowledge the source. And no way I could have ever done this without you. And so, Lord, I just want to thank you for all the grace and all the mercy and all you've done for my job, my kids, my home, my life, the gifts I have, what I own. You have given it to me, Lord. And I want to thank you for helping me become what I could never have done on my own. You know, as I stand before you today, I am anything but a self-made man. You know what? There's no such thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman. Our culture loves using that phrase, self-made man. I'm a self-made man, self-made woman. No, you're not. You can't be. You're full of pride. You didn't make yourself. Start with God created you. Look in the mirror and say, look, he did this. I stand on the shoulders of people that have helped me all my life long. I stand on the shoulders of the man who gave me my my first break at preaching the Word of God and encouraged me to keep doing it. I stand on his shoulders. I would never have stepped forward if he hadn't encouraged me. I stand on the shoulders, I'm telling you the truth, of a godly wife who has always encouraged me in the things of God, has never discouraged me. She has been right there. I stand on her shoulders. There could be no turning point church without Kathy and many, many other people. I stand on the shoulders of every man that God ever put me under to learn from them. I stand on the shoulders of the pastor who brought me into his office one day and told me he would pay for my remaining two years of college, which he did. I stand on his shoulders. 
Now, let me be truthful with you. When I preach, you're hearing echoes of other people who have influenced me. You're hearing echoes of Pastor Howard Knatzer, from whom I learned pulpit preaching. When you listen to me preach, you're hearing echoes of Billy Graham, whose style and gospel preaching I studied. I have a bachelor's degree in Billy Graham. And being a very, very voracious, avid reader, not to mention the myriad great men and women of God from history that I have read about, learned from, been inspired by, and whose successes made me want to reach higher, I'm standing on their shoulders. But let me be truthful. Most of all, I stand utterly and totally and consummately and completely on the shoulders of the Lord Jesus Christ, without whom I would be lost and ruined and hopeless. I'm standing on his shoulders. I love the honesty of Paul, the great apostle Paul. But listen to him. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am. Not because I did this. I am what I am because I'm a self-made man. No. I am what I am because I'm incredibly gifted. No. I am what I am because God reached down by His grace, had mercy on me, pulled me out of the pit of iniquity, stood me on my feet, washed me of my sins, filled me with the Holy Ghost, called me to the gospel ministry, and made me what I am. I am what I am. By the grace of God. Another verse puts it, but whatever I am now, it is all because... God poured out such kindness and grace upon me. You see, a thankful person is humble enough to admit he couldn't have done it without others and without God. And then he thinks to thank. That man who paid for my college, I sent him a card a few years ago because I got to thinking, I have not returned to him. He said, you know, because you paid for me to get a bachelor's degree, I went out and got a master's, got a doctorate, and I would have never got the master's and the doctorate if you had not paid my way for those last two years of the bachelor's degree. And I sent him a thank you. And Kathy and I decided to look around and think of people who brought us to where we are. And we started calling them and sending them cards of thanks. Jesus healed 10 lepers. Only one came back and said, thank you. I think one of the most haunting verses in all the Bible is, where are the nine? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Did I not heal them of a terminal disease? Did I not heal them of leprosy? Did I not remove their reproach and give them another life? And only one came back. But there's the last thing I want to mention today. A thankful person accepts his lot in life. Now, let me tell you where I'm going with that. I mean, he's content with what God has given him. And he thanks him for it. I'm not saying that you should sit back and say, well, you know, because I am what I am and I have what I have. There's really no reason for me to try to improve. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you should not try to improve yourself, that you shouldn't seek for higher ground, bigger horizons, greater accomplishments. I'm a huge believer in maximizing the gifting God has given you. Whatever God has given you, you ought to make the most out of it. 
You ought to climb as high as you can climb. Swim as far as you can swim. You ought to do as much as you can do to give God the glory. But here's what I am saying. I'm saying that each of us are born with certain gifts and abilities and talents. And that therefore means that we weren't born with certain gifts and abilities and talents that we'll never have. You know, I sometimes wish I could sing like Michael W. Smith or like Abby, but, but like a guy. <laughs> Abby did the special. I wish that I could sing that way like a guy. Oh, I wish I could sing that way, but I can't. Have you ever noticed they pull my mic down when I sing? <laughs> God called me to preach. I have a voice to preach, but I don't have a voice to sing. But now I have wished it. And I've wished that I could play guitar, and I'm going to date myself here. I've wished I could play guitar like Eric Clapton. Oh, I wish I could play. Now I know that he's secular and all that, but oh, that man can play guitar. I wish I could do that to the glory of God. I would get up here and wipe you out. (laughs) And I wish I could throw a football like... um, Well, I'm getting into big trouble here. I don't want to lose my congregation. Roger Staubach. But here's the deal. I can't do any of those things because God didn't gift me with them. My hands aren't big enough to take a football and throw it that far. But here's what I'm saying. I am thankful for what I have received. And I'm content with that. I'm a one-gift guy. I'm called to preach. I can't sing, dance, play, preach like so many of these multi-gifted people that make me sick. But I can preach. And God called me to that. So I intend to take that one gift, and I'm going to work it, and I am going to work it, and I am going to double and triple and quadruple work it, and I'm going to use it to the glory of God until Jesus comes. I'm going to glorify God with it. And here's the deal. This is the true key to happiness. You want to be happy? Well, you don't have to take something, smoke something, drink something, snort something to get it. Let me tell you how to be happy. Be thankful. Because you know what it will do? You'll be content. And if you're content, you are a billionaire. If you're content, you're rich. No thankful person is not content. And show me an unthankful person, I'll show you somebody that will never be content. Contentment is a great gift. Thankful people don't envy others. They aren't jealous of what other people have because they're thankful for what they have been given and they're content with it. I was driving down the highway the other day. True story. Just last week. I'm driving down the highway and I came up on a guy and he was in a brand new, shiny, sleek, drool-worthy Mercedes-Benz sedan. I mean, I think he just drove it out of the lot. And as I got up to him, I noticed he's a young guy. He's young and and he's kicked back. He's not even trying to speed. He wants everybody passing him and looking. (laughs) And he's kicked back just kind of driving with one finger looking. And I noticed he had this really nice shirt on. I mean, it looked like this guy had it all going on. And I know what he was after. He was after all of us looking at him and going... May God give you a wreck between now and... But listen, I'm watching him and I'm passing him 
And I became aware of what I was not feeling as I watched him. I'm telling you the truth. I was not wishing I had his car or his shirt or his lifestyle or his slick back hair. No. I was wishing he had what I have. That's what I was wishing. That's really what I was wishing. That's really true. Now, I don't know if he was saved or not. He didn't act saved. Now, Pastor Jeff, there you go, spiritually profiling. Well, just forgive me while I digress and profile for a minute. Just the impression was he was kind of worldly. I don't know. He may not have been. But if he was worldly, I was wishing he had what I have. Because here's what I have. Because of the grace. We sang about it. Amazing grace. What I have is I have God's peace. I have God's peace because Jesus died on the cross for me. He stretched out his arms and his feet and they nailed him to that tree and his blood ran down that cross. And when it ran down that cross, it wiped out my sin. It wiped out my destruction. It delivered me from hell. It carried me to heaven. It gave me a brand new life, a brand new hope, a brand new beginning. It totally changed my life. And God's peace, you can't put a price tag on God's peace. You can't purchase God's peace. It's already been purchased for you by the only currency that could have purchased it, and that was the blood of the Lamb slapped down at the bar of God when Jesus gave His blood. And when He did, I got peace. Did you get the Lord's peace? Do you know that you're rich if you have the Lord's peace? And I wouldn't trade God's peace for Donald Trump's money, a movie movie star's fame, an athlete's strength, or a genius's IQ. Because peace that passes understanding has no price tag. So I said, I hope he has my Jesus. I hope he's saved. Because one day that car is going to be rust. His shirt is going to be throwaway. All that he is glorying in is temporary. But what God has given to anyone who looks to his son is eternal, unstealable, unassailable peace. Thank God for it. So can we work on not complaining as much? And trying to remember to thank God. Because here's what we thank Him for. Say it with me. I thank Him as my source. I thank Him as my completer. I thank Him for what I've been given. If we can just start there and be delivered of complaining. I'm going to tell you an embarrassing story. This really is embarrassing. I don't think I've told a church this story before. But I did it in the first service and I can't show favoritism. So let me just tell you. When I was 16, oh, I was a complaining. Listen, I would have slapped me silly if I'd known me at 16. And I got in trouble. I got arrested for sale of narcotics, and I got put in juvenile home. And part of the stipulation of my probation was I got sent to a ranch in Austin for a year. And I was put on a ranch, about 100 guys, and we lived in little trailers, and you were confined there. Although you got to walk around in the countryside, you were still confined upon the acreage there. And so here I was, Mr. Complainer. Nothing was ever right. I complained about everything. And we had to get into, we all ate in one great big dining hall. 
And you had to get in this long line, and then you would go through a line and sort of a buffet line. They give you your meal, and you go to table and sit down with all the other guys. So this one morning, I was in a particularly complaining mood. They're giving us eggs, eggs and bacon and toast. And I took it, I was complaining. I saw something I didn't like, and I started complaining. And complaining all the way back to my chair, all the way to the table. Okay? This isn't right. That's not right. What's that? This, let's say stinks. And blah, blah. Now, here's the eggs. Right when I'm about, this big hand comes down and scoops up those eggs and slaps them right on top of my head. <laughs> Yoke is running down. And this voice behind me says, Now see if you'll like them next time. It was one of the personnel, one of the workers. And I'm looking around at my friends. Oh, these eggs are great. Man, I love these eggs. These eggs are fantastic. Wow, I've never had eggs. I really did have egg on my face. Let me tell you something. Ask me if I ever complained again. No. Neither did anybody else. And it broke something in me. Not the yolk. It broke something in me. You know what it broke? I, it was stupid that I was complaining. I was eating good food, and there I was this complaint. It broke something in me. And, you know, God will do that for you. If you're just always going around saying, ah, this and that and the other, I wish this and this. Well, you know, if not this and that, then I would be this and that. Listen, stop it. Because what you have, God has allowed into your life. And start getting thankful when you find yourself digging a hole, the best thing to do is stop digging. When you're being unthankful, stop and start thanking God. And that was right after I'd gotten saved. I got saved and then sent off to that ranch. And I've learned, as soon as you say, Jesus, come into my heart, you may know nothing about the Bible, but he immediately starts to work on you. And he saw that was something that needed to go. Now I've told you something. Please don't look at me and see egg running down it happened. It was good for me. Well, that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed the message and that you've been encouraged to deepen your walk by being more thankful. Now, don't go anywhere. Our announcer has some important Life Talk news for you, and I'll see you next time. Today's program is entitled, Three Signs of a Thankful Heart. You can get your own copy of this message for just $5 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Isn't it great when things are a little easier? Like connecting to Life Talk Radio and Pastor Jeff on your mobile devices anywhere, anytime. Then here's great news. Now, Pastor Jeff, Life Talk Radio, and Turning Point Church are just a few clicks away with a new TPC Family app. 
With the new TPC Family app on your mobile phone or tablet, there are loads of helpful features to keep you connected in an easy and fun way. Watch Pastor Jeff streaming live on Sundays and Wednesdays from Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Or watch on-demand videos from recent services you may have missed. Listen to Life Talk radio programs on demand, today's broadcast, or catch up on any of the great teachings from Pastor Jeff on past Life Talk programs. You can even help continue Life Talk Radio's outreach and impact on the nation with the gospel by giving securely online. Now you can even text your gift to Life Talk and the amount you would like to give to 30131. And you'll find contact information and directions to Turning Point Church, upcoming events, broadcast station listings for Life Talk Radio, and much, much more. Plus, the new TPC Family app is free and available on Apple or Android devices. To download the new TPC Family app, simply type in the keyword TPC Family as one word with no spaces in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get connected. So what are you waiting for? Download the free TPC Family app today and make your life a little easier. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.